See, this is always the worst part, though, for me, is I've never really figured out a way to do an intro. I've never, because to me, just opening up and just saying, like, welcome back, it's what most shows do, I feel like. But so I was like, mm, how about we just do a natural just talking intro, you know, where we just talk into the intro, and then it's like a lot of dead air. I mean, eventually. I mean, you could do the, oh, hello, it's nice to see you again. Fancy running into you here, yeah. Oh, I didn't see you walk in. Uh, uh, I didn't see you walk <laughs> into my living room. Uh, that that's a good option. Oh, no, it's not. So, lie to me. <laughs> um, I guess, um, I guess we're on though. So, hi. Hey. Welcome to Rumors of Confabulation. This is a special episode because we have a special guest. We've got my old, not that he's actually an old person, but my old friend, Fidel, is on the show. I'm going to give him a round of applause. Well, well, Isaac, I thank you for your kind words, but I am getting old. Uh, <laughs> We're the same age, I feel like my, literally. Yeah, yeah, a day apart. <laughs> I feel like my widow's peak used to be pointy. Now it's more round. So that's uh, that's upsetting. <laughs> hey, you might see a lot of hair going on in the back. I know our audience can't see my hair. You might see a lot of hair going on in the back. You're not seeing it up top. Oh, man. I'm, I'm fading. That's, <laughs> that's why I'm wearing that's a hat. About, I need to go hat, hat shopping. <laughs> you might not care, but me and Fidel go way back. Um, if I have it correct, and correct me if I'm wrong, it was elementary school in Kentucky. And because Fidel's not currently in Kentucky, neither am I. But um, in Kentucky, they called everybody with summer birthdays into a cafeteria. I distinctly remember this because it's just a weird moment. I remember looking over at you and saying, when's your birthday? And you said July 17th. And I said, hot dog, mine's July 18th. I don't remember that at all. Fast friends ever since. I only have vague <laughs> memories. and. Fifth grade is all that stands out. The fact that we were in fifth grade is yes. all that stands out. We were at fourth and fifth. Were we fourth too? Fourth and fifth. So we know yeah. we've known each other longer than I thought. I was yeah, fourth and fifth. From fifth grade, which is almost twenty years ago. No, you're ten. Actually, you're ten, in, you're ten in fifth grade. Oh wow, you are. Well, if it was fourth grade, <laughs> meaning we were in fact nine years old, it has officially been. More than 20 years. 20 years? Wow. I mean, we're as old as 9-11. <laughs> Our friendship is. Our friendship was born over the ruins of Through the so rubble. Through the rubble blossomed a lifelong friendship that we <laughs> never anticipated. Uh, yeah, because then you moved off to Texas, just abandoned Thank God. Me. I mean, look, I, I, like, <laughs> hey. I, wanna, I would like to hang out with you guys again, but the great state of Texas has... Uh, adopted me and i came in with open arms and well i do love that for you i do hate how kind of like every time you say that it's kind of like a gut punch to kentucky (laughs) but i do love that for you come come down to texas and we'll we'll hang out in dallas man i really do want to i really i have to make a trip i mean like that has to be a thing let me know i'll take you to uh downtown 
you can go to Deep Ellum and go to the hood you know, if you want and uh, have a good time. <laughs> I'm down for it. Unfortunately, my favorite bar closed for some reason, so uh, I'll find another place. Was it a COVID casualty or just I a casualty? So. I they just closed. I don't know if COVID had a problem, if COVID kind of yeah. contributed to that or not. Yeah. I haven't been to... Man, I have to... Uh, admit something to you i haven't been to a bar in years seriously years pretty weird <laughs> i don't know say that i mean <laughs> i don't i don't go out often i mean i'm more of a homebody anyway but yeah you know, i do go out no, like, i get that same like those brewery type bars that have a ton of options on draft yeah i'm sure dallas has a lot of good options nashville has a lot of good options yeah i've been wanting to go to nashville so yeah it's a great city I guess we're we're recording and we were live. That's Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> we're doing it live. Live from Dallas, Texas. <laughs> and Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, we are Rumors and Confabulation for today. By the way, my name's Isaac. Uh, we have Fidel. And uh, we're going to do what could become, who knows, um, could become a little thing for us. Because I got to tell you right now, uh, I know you haven't heard it because we haven't really released any of these episodes. But we've been doing a lot of paranormal episodes lately. So it's been good to get back into reality for at least just a minute. <laughs> so we're doing political, let's call them uh, blunders. Political blunders. Reality can be pretty scary too. So let's, uh... <laughs> Often far more. Yeah, yeah. We have uh, three stories today. I've got one from Kentucky, one from Texas, and one from Tennessee. I mean, I've got more that I could find, but these are just a, a few little highlights that I came across. And... You might know, uh, at least I feel like you might know one of them, but maybe not. I'm very curious. Let's get into it then. All right, man. So I'm going to start off with Jonathan Masters out of Kentucky. Jonathan Masters, a former candidate for a lieutenant governor as a Democrat in Kentucky in 2015, had um, issues with the education process, and he handled it in a really... Let's call it interesting way. Masters, who's 33 at the time, in 2015, was faced with charges in Jefferson County, which is Louisville, and also in Breckenridge County, which is just some little town called Hardensburg. I've never heard of it. Which, by the way, the person that it's named after Breckenridge, he was a, um, I think, congressman who also, like, dated a 17-year-old in the 1800s. Nice. <laughs> just throwing that out there. <laughs> so it's got a good legacy. These laws or these charges involved harassing an associate dean at Spalding University in Louisville and a school principal, a school principal who he apparently threatened and screamed at during a verbal altercation. Again, this man is running for lieutenant governor. <laughs> I have some very strong opinions about politicians, but I'll, I'll let you finish here. Uh, well, you can let it fly, my friend. <laughs> So these weren't his first charges, um, because earlier that same year he was held in jail for an, and this is the best. This is the best one. He was held in jail for a an uh, overdue book, <laughs> which is a great charge. I didn't know that was a uh, that was a thing. <laughs> well, here's the way that he told it. He was on his way to uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky, for a TV interview. When uh, along the way, he got pulled over by a Kentucky State Trooper because his tags were expired. So he's lazy instantly. Get your tags. Come on, man. Then he came back. The cop came back asking 
masters if he had taken a library book out 11 years ago. <laughs> to which he um, got upset, started ranting and raving, and then the cop said, ah, just come with me, <laughs> and held him in jail for three hours, and then slapped him with a fine. Was that for the book or for the, the tag? I think for both. <laughs> I think it's just one of those kind of, I, we just, you're just a general nuisance. Here's the fine. So I have a confession to make. Uh, my little sticker expired in September, and we're going on late February, so. Um, well, then, you know what I'm going to call you. Lazy. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, tires are expensive. No, I actually, I completely, um, I've forgotten to put my tags on, I don't know how many times, <laughs> so I'm just trying to sound high and mighty, um, yeah, no, it's, I've done the, exactly the same thing. But that's definitely not the worst of his offenses here. There's, there's <laughs> the more, tags. there's more, you're saying. Oh, there's a lot more. Because the uh, Spalding University incident, he made profanity-laced calls to former Spalding Associate Dean Elizabeth Lodge Rogers. Stating that she owed him money because he was kicked out of the school's Master of Arts in Teaching program. And so she owed him for the money that he spent, or I guess for the loans he took out. But, you know, he got kicked out because he was threatening people. Like, a lot of people. <laughs> he was constantly harassing people. Yeah, why does this guy feel like he's qualified to be a politician, to work for... <laughs> The people of you know, the area he's yeah. representing. I'm just gonna. I'm just. I'm just gonna say uh, the entitled <laughs> is a characteristic that's very common in politicians, <laughs> and he's not even a politician yet, trying to be. Yeah, he's trying to be. He's already. He's got that. No, failing miserably. Yeah. Failing very miserably. Um. I think he, he was going to try to use, I think, some of his, um, like, the overdue library book. Like, I think he's going to use that as being, like, this kind of, like, my opponent set me up kind of situation. But then it just kept revealing more and more of the things that he had done. He made a YouTube video where he said, and this is a quote, okay, this is a quote from Mr. Masters. Are you looking to be a bossy, untalented, unethical, immoral, authoritarian, totalitarian, fascist, Nazi piece of <laughs> then come to Spalding University? <laughs> so, Where do I enroll? <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Bossy. Got that. Untalented. Yeah. Unethical. Sure. Immoral. Absolutely. Authoritarian. You're really talking about language. Totalitarian. Mm, fascist, even. Hold on, Nazi. Yeah, he threw every word he could think of in. <laughs> he pulled out um, the dictionary for that. He really went after it. So now, one source, um, I love this, quote, Jonathan Masters has a problem with school administrators. I don't understand why this man thinks he should be the lieutenant governor. I, is he just like, I think his first action as lieutenant governor is, I will eliminate schools. Just get rid of them. I mean, if people are that <laughs> stupid to vote him in after hearing all this, clearly okay, so the schools aren't, aren't doing anything. <laughs> he did lose. Oh, I do have to just say, God. he did lose. Good, good for you, people over there. <laughs> and like I said, he had this, like, just like everybody knew him around Spalding University. as just a douchebag. He did attack, like I said, a principal. The principal's name was Keith Haynes. 
He's a principal in the Cloverport Independent School District. <laughs> he apparently wanted the principal to, quote, come out here so I can kick your ass. <laughs> telling him to go out of the school. By phone, he's calling him and saying, come outside, buddy. That sounds like something, uh... Some kids would say to a principal, my wife worked, <laughs> right. my wife worked in a middle school and she says those kids are terrible. <laughs> Sounds like something they would say to their principal. But no, he's, um, at this time, he's 33 years old. He's a 33 year old man. And here's the kicker. Jonathan Master's name used to be Kevin Deaton. Kevin Deaton. And then he changed his name in 2004 to Jonathan Masters. That is a cooler name, so. I mean, it is a better name, but how did he come up with that? Like, where did he pull that out from? Usually, I feel like that's an odd choice. Just change your name and suddenly you're Jonathan? Yeah, I probably would have went with, like, uh, Hidalgo <laughs> or Vladimir or something. Yeah, something a little more. <laughs> something unique. Something that has punch. Yeah. Something that really is memorable. Again, you're running for lieutenant governor as a Democrat. Be memorable, man. Come on. The fact that also that he was running as a Democrat is interesting. Uh, maybe that's why he lost. If he were running as a Republican, he probably would have won. He actually probably would have because people would have said, well, he tells the education system like it uh, is. Trump, uh, <laughs> the Trump playbook. Yeah, the, the art of the deal. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Deaton, otherwise known as Jonathan Masters, had issues with the law dating back to 2009, though. He had more. He um he was charged with the assault of his father, which is an interesting one. I wanted I wanted to hit my dad too, but you know, you gotta control yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting one. Again, would be politician, pretty powerful politician too in the first state. Interesting choices. Um, in 2012, he had an incident where he resisted arrest for disorderly conduct and then was thrown in jail. Um, he was said at that point to have tackled and punched a cop in the face. <laughs> so, there's that. Um, he was then convicted in 2013 of drug paraphernalia. And then after that is when he decided to run for office and then to have an overdue library book, which just sent his entire career spinning out of control. So, the drugs... Assaulting a police officer, which I think it's mm -hmm. a felony, right? Is that not a felony? Uh, Assaulting a police officer? I, I, I feel like it is. I'm not sure exactly. He didn't get like any like. He just got fined for everything. I've got a Texas penal code right here. I'm not gonna bust it out. I'm pretty sure it's a felony. <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> but it's, hey, it might be different though from Texas to Kentucky. Yeah, too. probably. And then challenging a school principal to a fist fight and yeah. verbally harassing colleagues, but it's the library book that takes him down. It's the library book, which is, to me, that's what you call um, irony, which it's a beautiful, it's like a Greek tragedy in this guy's life. Shakespeare could not have written it better himself. <laughs> so um, that's our first story. That's our story. That's our uh, proud to be a Kentuckian story. Again, if I can. Before we move on, just the let's say it again, the entitled <laughs> attitude that he has. <laughs> well, I'm um, keep that um in mind for our next tale. It's worse. <laughs>
And this one comes to us from the Lone Star State. All right. We're talking about Randolph Blake Fahrenholt. Or Fahrenthold. Sorry. Fahrenthold. Blake, he's referred to as just Blake Fahrenthold. Born December 12th, 1961, as a... He is a um, proud member of the Republican Party, a former talk radio host, and former U.S. representative for the Texas 27th Congressional District, and he has quite the strange background. So, I'm not going to waste my time talking about like all of his political accomplishments, because, I mean, I, I just want to talk about how he's a scumbag. That's all. I, I, I Googled him <laughs> just now, and yeah. he... I would not leave my child alone with this guy, based on this picture. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Earlier today, I was, uh, you know, looking at some articles, and I just showed. I looked over at my wife and said, "Check out this guy." <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "Oh, <laughs> he's creepy." So, this guy, this creepy guy, he, um, I, I like I said, I don't want to talk about like a lot of his backgrounds, but I do want to mention because it's just really odd and kind of actually sad. Is that when in when he was a kid in 1972, um, his father was killed by being weighed down with a cement block and being thrown in Corpus Christi Bay. So he crossed the mob, is what you're telling me. Yeah, he sure did, <laughs> and um, it's kind of set a strange precedent for his life, I guess. During a radio interview in July 2017, he said uh, it was absolutely repugnant that the uh, Affordable Air uh, Affordable Care Act had not been repealed yet. In particular, he criticized, quote, some female senators from the Northeast and stated, again, quote, if it was a guy from South Texas, I might ask him to step outside and st- settle this Aaron Burr style. This guy is morbidly obese. By the time he gets outside, <laughs> he's going to be out of breath. I would gladly accept that invitation. In 2010, images surfaced of him wearing an... Just the descriptions of this, for some reason, all really honed in on his outfit. Of him wearing a fleece, quote, ducky pajamas with a woman in lingerie. These were leaked by his opponent, Solomon Ortiz, who in a commercial posed the simple question, your next congressman? (laughs) Simple yet effective. Yeah, it actually made um, him more famous. And which then resulted in him getting elected. People liked the cut of his jib, I guess, based on his ducky pajamas. I'm telling you, that guy in Kentucky, if he was just a Republican, he would have won. <laughs> Honestly, probably. Although Kentucky does somehow have a Democratic governor, but he's actually a good governor, you know, party aside. Blake Farenthold, he, um, in 2014, Things took just a little odd turn, and I'm not really sure exactly, like, this is just a weird one. He owned a website that had a domain name. I couldn't find out the exact domain name, which really upset me. But he had a website domain that contained a reference to a sexual act. He owned this website, and I don't know what it was, but he um, eventually removed it after it came to light that he had it. You have no idea what the sexual act was. I have no idea. And it really bothers me. My mind me. is just... It could be so many things. Fellatio.com. <laughs> just, I do want a pair. Really? What could I do want be? a pair of those ducky pajamas, though. I looked up the picture. <laughs> they look great. Yeah. It's, it's a good look. Yeah, for a seven-year-old, yeah. But 
<laughs> he claimed he was at a, a costume party for that picture. And that's why there's just a woman on Um And him in his pajamas. So that's a great Halloween costume. Um, but I really do actually hope that that's just his serious, like, that's what he wears at home. Anyways, again, in 2014, same time as his website domain, he had a former communications director sue him, accusing him of sexual harassment. Now, this woman is named Lauren Green. Uh, she alleged that he, quote, regularly drank to excess and because of his tendency to flirt with the staffers who accompanied him to Capitol Hill, they would joke that they had to be on, quote, red hair patrol to keep him out of trouble. So I guess he had a fetish for redheads. This is what they're getting at there. I, I'm not surprised that he's a pervert. <laughs> The second I saw him. He does strike an imposing pervert figure. Where he doesn't back it up with his threats of like a old fashioned duel, he does back it up with his threats to be a total perf. He doesn't scare me, but he scares me for my seven year old. Thank you. Yes, exactly. He um also was accused by Lauren Green of um avoiding her. Specifically avoiding her, which I mean she was trying to work with him, but he specifically avoided her because he quote found her attractive and had sexual fantasies and wet dreams about her. And that is said in a court of law Imagine. about one of our U.S. House of Representatives. Imagine being the, the judge in that. The defense, his defense. I mean, defense attorneys. Well, his defense attorneys are probably just like, is it so bad for a man to be a man? He is a biological living creature who has needs sexual <laughs> needs and he did not act on those needs uh, he did actually uh, kind of did <laughs> he kind of did never mind defense <laughs> defense for us he he literally said i can't be around you due to what i want to do to you that is a little harsh to put onto one of your aids <laughs> that's a lot he then gave her uh, $84,000 under the hush-hush to keep her quiet. It was then revealed that this was taxpayer money nice. that he had personally set aside for allegations like these to pop up. Not surprising. No, not at all. So obviously people started to get really mad, and um, people then were not shocked at all when a year later in 2015, Farenthold was accused by former... Uh, Another former aide, Michael Ricola. Ricola. That's good. That's good. Do it again. Ricola. <laughs> Sorry. That's so dumb. Ricola said that Farenthold, because Ricola was getting um, married, Farenthold looked at him and in a group of his peers, you know, all of the people were there. He just said, well, you better get a BJ tonight because uh, it's the last one you're ever going to get. You know, classic. Stupid joke. Man, I, I know I know this guy knows that escorts are a thing, so he doesn't he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't believe that. <laughs> the things that DC escorts have to know about people. <laughs> so he also told Michael Ricola that um his wife his wife to be shouldn't wear a white dress because of her impurity. Now now you're like encroaching on fighting words. Right. How, how would you feel if someone said that about about your wife as you were about to get married? Dude, 
that's when we go outside and handle this Aaron Burr style. <laughs> and, and you mean it. I think you mean it. Yeah, exactly. Now, another thing, though, that he was doing, which was really stressing this Michael Ricola out. He said that he was so stressed out working with him that he was, like, vomiting daily. Another thing was that he would pound desks and go on little tirades against people, which, I mean, he's just, you know, kind of a small little pudgy man. So him going on little rants and tirades is pretty funny to visualize. I guess he scared people. And he started calling people, um, and I want to be very politically correct, I don't want to get canceled. Hey, no offense, man. No offense, man. I don't think you're popular enough to get canceled yet. But I don't want to get, I don't want to get canceled in the yeah, future. Ten years from now. So I'm going to put this delicately. He um, was, was calling people, if you combined um, the F word with the R word. Ah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. That's what he was just slamming people with on the regular. His top aides. He was just, <laughs> just hammering them with that. It's a very, he said when he was asked about that, he didn't deny that part. He denied everything else. He did not deny that part. And he said, it was a joke. I, I can picture him right now, sweaty, angry, and just throwing that around. <laughs> yes. It's so easy to picture. Again, listener, go look up uh, Blake Fahrenthold. Uh, take a look at this guy. He's, yeah, he's so easy to picture doing all these things. Um, but in the end, he retired, and Republicans were, they were fine with that. He, though, has persisted. Uh, he is now a lobbyist, so yeah. there's that. Um, he actually is the, in 2018, it was announced that he would be serving as the legislative liaison for the Calhoun Port Authority? Read a salary. I'm on the same page as you are. A hundred and sixty thousand dollars and ten cents and ten cents. Oh, dude, you know he worked hard for that ten yeah. cents. That ten cents, he said, "There is no way I'm signing this contract. You have to up the price." And I said, ten cents." I, I want like, a point zero two percent higher than what you're offering. Throw in that. <laughs> throw in that dime. <laughs> in May 2019, the board member who directed port staff to hire Grant Holtz uh, as a lobbyist was defeated for re-election. So. Um, well, anyways, he lives in Corpus Christi, so if you're in Corpus Christi, give him a shout-out, kick him in the nuts or something, I don't know. Dude, I, I could kick him in the nuts and hit nothing but stomach, alright? <laughs> and I am a yeah. heavier fellow myself, but not, not <laughs> like that. Not that much. But this guy, no, this guy is, um, he's got the, a unique fashion going on. He's got the, he's just got a good look. He's just got a good look. Just be honest, we're all jealous of Blake Fahrenheit. Yeah, I've always wanted a gap in my teeth that could fit two quarters between them. So. <laughs> hey, by the way, have you ever been to Corpus Christi? No, I should. It's probably like six hours from here. A little bit of yeah. a drive, but that's a that's a good haul. I always forget just how big Texas you know, in the, is. The uh, Hispanic community, especially in Texas, you know, the uh, Selena yeah. singer. Not sure if you're familiar with her. Back in the no. early 90s, so. when she got popular, ended up getting murdered in like 95 at the age of 23. No. So what? she's now an immortal. And she, I think she's actually from Corpus Christi. I think she has a statue there. So she's like really? the Hispanic Tupac or Elvis, you know. She's like a goddess, oh. apparently, so. Blake uh, Farenthold probably used a song of hers on his campaign trail. <laughs> Being a Republican, I doubt it, you know. <laughs> He's a little too tan for, for his taste. 
Sure, I, he probably had a um, he probably had a bill out there that was, the whole bill was just take down the statue. He's gonna have to fight. He's gonna have to fight through like ten million, ten million Hispanic Texans to, to do that. <laughs> well, uh, I would like to see him try because that would be a very funny fight. If I go to Corpus, it's gonna be to pay my respects, not to uh, <laughs> see that freaking weirdo. Um, that closes the chapter on our Texas portion, and for the last part, this one I'm not gonna going to spend a lot of time, but I just wanted to really highlight because, um, especially now living in Nashville, they had a really fun mayor for a time, and his name's Bill Boner. Okay. He was the mayor of Nashville in the late '80s, so we're taking we're dialing the clock back a bit. He was a uh, Dixiecrat. So, you know, Southern Democrat. Uh, and he he actually also served on the U.S. Um, as U.S. representative uh, in Tennessee. He only served one, one term. And uh, his biggest accomplishment uh, was a bill that recognized uh, National Sewing Month. So that was cool. Good for Boner. The 80s must have been a wild time. <laughs> Every, you know, everybody talks about the 80s like everybody's doing cocaine. But then it's like, but this is what they got done. National Sewing Month. I think I'd rather do crack. <laughs> well, in 1987, he became the Nashville uh, mayor. And um, Boner, he, he didn't last too long. He should have gotten all that medication, though. <laughs> when, he is a, um, when he was a mayor, as a mayor, he went on to the Phil Donahue show. Are you familiar with the Phil Donahue show? I've seen like random clips. Yeah. Is okay. it like Jerry Springer before Jerry Springer? Was he? Yeah, kind, kind of. Wild, a little I mean, wild. Yeah, it's like a talk show. It's like a talk show. Ho- a talk show. You know, yeah, he, he was highlighting some interesting people. And uh, Mayor Bill Boner um, decided to make everyone in Nashville angry because he um, he appeared on the show with his girlfriend, who was an aspiring country singer named Tracy Peel. And they decided to talk about their romance on the show. That's kind of the reason, whole reason they were there. I like where this is going. The relationship between Boner, who is 45 at the time, and Peel, who's 34, made headlines in 1990 because he, while dating Peel, he was living with his third wife named Betty Boner, and he then married Peel three days after their divorce was final. This was all while he was making. You just, you just gotta trade them in every now and then. Trade your wives in every <laughs> ten years or so. He re- he really is treating his wives like they're rental cars. Yeah, yeah. Gotta get the newer model. Uh, and he's like, "Oh, country singer, you're gonna be a star, honey. I just ride the Boner Express." <laughs> and we'll- <laughs> that would been the best name for their tour bus, the Boner Express. Oh, Oh, I tried to find the Phil Donahue show clip of Bill Boner, and I really, honest to goodness, could not find it. And but what I did find was a video that said like "last stop to Boner Town." (laughs) Yeah, I just couldn't find anything about him. My YouTube searches were really lacking on this episode because I also tried to find uh, Jonathan Masters, the Kentucky guy, and it just popped me up with some old man who was just rambling about the weather. No idea who he was. Any. Any old man could be could have been Back any to old Boner. man. So. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta start calling him by his first name. I'm not gonna make it through. <laughs> okay, Bill. So TV show host actually Phil Donahue 
he actually said during the show, you are very close to giving the finger to the city of Nashville. And he said, you're a distracted mayor. You were an out-of-the-closet adulterer. Boner said um, his response was, I've accomplished a lot. More money's being in Nashville right now than ever before. And I, we've lived up to our commitments. He, his big claim to fame, the one that he really was like, this is going to be a dagger in the heart of Phil Donahue. He said, we have a totally integrated, solid waste management system. Suck on that. Uh, city politics is so like less interesting than national politics. <laughs> I know. We got, we got healthcare passed, but they got a sewer system or something. Is the sewers, it was, is that a big deal? I feel like that's a big deal for Nashville and everyone else is like, okay. Cool. I feel like for Nashville, it was more important than whatever, what was happening then? Desert Storm? Sure. I think their Nash, <laughs> I think their sewer system is more important. <laughs> most certainly. Most certainly. What was really important though, was the career of his girlfriend, Chase, Tracy Peel. Oh, sorry, his wife, Tracy Peel. Did she hyphenate her name? Tracy Peel Boner? No, she was just Tracy Peel. Oh. Yeah, I guess she didn't think Boner translated well to country singing, which I have to disagree. Was she hot? I mean, you know what? Let me find a picture. Wow, that Tracy sure is giving me a. Right. <laughs> hey. Oh, here they are. I don't know if you can see this, but. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So yeah, there they are, the Boner family. <laughs> so Tracy Peel, um, she had previously said when asked about their relationship that their passion for one another could last for seven hours at a time. <laughs> she said that um, she claimed later that she was making a joke and it was meant to be off the record. Um, the Nashville Banner, who did the story that had that quote. Uh, always stood by their statement and said she she knew it was going to be part of the paper. It was just part of the interview. She she was just bragging. <laughs> she was just. But she'd say, yeah. Did he tell her to say that? It probably. He was like, "Tell him this boner will take you." <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um. So at one point uh, during the Phil Donahue show, Peel sang the song "Rocky Top," which are you familiar with that? It's a Tennessee no. Volunteers, University of Tennessee thing. I mean, it's also like an old Tennessee like folk tune, I guess. I am not familiar. It's one of the more annoying uh, sounds you're going to hear. It goes, Rocky Top, you always be home, sweet home to me. Uh, you, can, you can stop anytime, anytime you want. I got the Rocky idea. Rocky Top, Tennessee. Yeah. Go, back to, go back to Sam Bowman. <laughs> Well, Boner uh, accompanied the rendition of Rocky Top on the harmonica. By the way, Boner had um, spent a lot of time as a, uh, he was apparently a star athlete in the East Nashville High School, and he spent time as a teacher and then a an attorney before he was a House of Representative member. So, yeah. Basically, everyone agreed that it's very embarrassing what Bill Boner is doing, <laughs> and uh uh, which I love this quote, though. Here's a great quote. They're saying we need to let this boner thing rest. But others are saying, this guy's a disgrace. They want to know how we can recall him. We, you got to give yourself time to bounce back, you know. I agree. Let the boner rest. <laughs> he, um, after the taping of the show was released, um, he issued a statement uh, declaring that his personal life is off limits to reporters. He eventually... 
would go on to um, just be a disgraced mayor of Nashville. He then um, he did not seek to uh, for re-election for a second term, which was the only mayor to not do so ever in Nashville's history until uh, 2019 when Megan Barry, uh, after she re- resigned. Um, after this, he became a businessman. Uh, he owned a pallet factory in Tompkinsville, Kentucky. And then he became a restaurant franchisee in Atlanta. And then he eventually became a social studies teacher at Franklin High School in Franklin, Tennessee. And then eventually he worked his way all the way down to a driver's ed instructor for the Williamson school system and was, quote, honest and open about the fact that he screwed up in office. At at what point do you just give up and, like, shoot yourself? Imagine going from Mayor Boner to driving around these teenagers while they learn how to drive with the name Boner. U.S. House of Representative Boner, Mayor Boner, to um, Business Pallet Boner, then to Restaurant Burger Boner, then down to Social Studies Boner, to Drivers Ed His time as a teacher must have been awful. That would have to be very interesting. By the way, I do love this right here that I'm looking at. The last thing to say about Bill Boner is that Boner is reportedly retired and living with his wife, Kay. It's a totally different name than Tracy. So he has a fifth wife, at least? Yeah, a fifth wife. I wonder if he got a different wife every time he switched jobs. Like nine nine wives. <laughs> That's the story of a boner. That's what happens when you let your boner run wild. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta watch where your boner goes. Very it, good it can get out of hand quickly, and oftentimes will just lead to disgrace. So just watch it, keep it contained, and don't show it in public, like Especially Bill Boner did to children. <laughs> don't show Bill Boner to children. That's the lesson. Don't, don't show Bill Boner. Don't to show children. Bill's boner to children. <laughs> don't, don't show Bill's Bill Boner's boner. We almost. Oh boy. We almost did. It. We almost had a clean show. <laughs> we almost did it. Yeah, those are the stories that I got, man. Like I said, though, I this could become like for me because I always love like on this show. Um, I love to do like all the paranormal stuff, but I also just love to get it back to reality for a minute. And to talk about politicians, there's something about politicians. They fascinate me because of the, you know, like God complex that they have. Politicians are the kind of people that cannot get a real job. So they run for public office. I I think there's a good Venn diagram for like politicians and cult leaders. (laughs) They could really, they're really in the same sphere. This is why we're screwed as a country. <laughs> thank you, George Washington, but we should have stayed a monarch. Uh, well, I mean, that is a cult leader, though, too. Washington? No, not Washington. <laughs> <laughs> a king. Yeah. Tell me, I mean, come on, look at Britain. They just have some, they just have this queen who just sits there and gets paid. Oh, yeah, their monarchy is, like, useless now. It absolutely is. But uh, then again, I mean, if you have, if I have any British listeners out there, um, I'm sorry. I know you guys take your queen so seriously. Sorry. Do they? I don't know. They realize it's not like 1750 anymore, right? We've moved past it, guys. I mean, their queen may have been born in 1750, but... Uh, Man, it's been great to have you. Uh, 
Yeah. Again, this is Fidel. Do you have anything you want to shout out? This just kind of reinforces the uh, terrible people that politicians are. Yeah. Uh, if you look up uh, one of our Texas representatives, Dan mm-hmm. Crenshaw, he has yeah. one eye. Uh, I think he was a Navy SEAL veteran. He got injured oh. in, in war. Okay. You know, he, so has, yeah. he, has, he has my respect for that. An Aaron Burr style conflict. No, it was not a boner kind of conflict. It wasn't Horrible. a boner conflict either. He took possibly shrapnel to the eye and not oh, a boner and not a boner. That's actually very rough, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know if there's actual shrapnel. He got he got wounded. I'm I'm not sure. But people were calling him out on him being one of the top performers in Congress on the whole insider trading thing that's been kinda talked about lately. Oh, and he's like, right. yeah, if you want to make it illegal for us to buy and sell stocks, you know, then give us a housing allowance, pay us a little bit more. You know, if if you're going to take away our potential to improve or our ability to improve ourselves, then you're not going to have anybody wanting to run for Congress, which is a massive. Uh, he just revealed his hand that politicians yeah. are in to get rich and not serve their communities right your 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 job is supposed to be one of i mean it's supposed to be one of service truly i mean really that's the idea a uh, hundred and seventy five thousand dollars a year isn't enough for him i think that's he cool. wants to live in he wants to live in a mansion with a freaking ferrari and he wants to be mitch mcconnell have a beach house <laughs> He should learn a skill other than killing people and going to the private sector and get a real freaking job if he wants to be rich. Start a business. Don't a pallet factory. Yeah, start a start a boner pallet factory. <laughs> Don't you know sell off the American people to enrich yourself. Yeah, that's that, no, what seriously. they're all doing. So seriously, I could not agree more. Uh, you hit the nail on the head completely. We needed to get to a point where we can hang politicians again, but <laughs> that's not an sound, official endorsement. We don't officially endorse uh, that. That those are the views of our guest, the guest only. We do not officially endorse hanging on our show. Okay, um, but <laughs> what were you saying? Uh, yeah, basically, we need to uh, figure out a way to deal with these politicians in a democratic and. Yes. Non-violent way. We need to yes. get them in check again. Yes. We need to stop a lot of gerrymandering. Yeah, yeah. And we also need to stop thinking of politics like it is a sport. It is not a team sport. Um, we don't have teams to root for. We root for, we are supposed to root for whoever's in office. And we're supposed to vote in the best person. Which, even the best person probably sucks because good, competent <laughs> people don't want to be politicians. Pick the less sucky version. That's yes. Not interested in whoring out the American people to make a few million dollars. Yes, we need that's what a they're slightly doing. greedy person, not a completely greedy person. Yeah, because because what what they're doing is trading off, you know, our quality of life, our future for their money by bending over to these lobbyists. Right. You know, part of the part of the housing crisis. I'm sorry to cut you no, off. No, no, no. Um. From what I've been hearing, these large, like Wall Street firms, are buying up single-family homes to turn into rental properties, yep. and they're offering a hundred thousand dollars over asking price. Mm-hmm. Average person who's going to be able to turn that down? That's a right, lot of money. Exactly. So they're buying up, you know, 
thousands and thousands of uh, starter family homes, yeah. making the American dream of home ownership unattainable for completely. that many more people. Yeah, and then like what the rent is then set at for these homes. A lot of times, though, I don't, I don't even think that they actually are following through on like they have some, you know, like an Airbnb. There's only so many Airbnbs that we need. Or, or just straight up rental properties. I mean, instead of renting an apartment, don't rent a house, but yeah, which for I as mean, as much as you can. But yeah, the rental renting a house is then going is just astronomical. Yeah, I'm depressed now. You're welcome. I turned this fun boner hour into realizing that America dream is dead. (laughs) America's turned into a from a superpower to a limp boner. (laughs) Um. Well, dude, it's been awesome talking with you. Uh, You're going to be invited anytime you ever want to come on, man. Um, Any topics you ever want to tackle. I'll come on to steer you guys in a different direction, you know, maybe give uh, the listeners something different to listen to other than raining, yeah. rotting flesh and right. aliens and aliens, yeah. other stuff. Yeah. Um, this is definitely a different, uh, a different look, but it's good. Yeah. Change it up for your five listeners, <laughs> you know. Hey, shout out, actually, shout out to our recent listener from American Samoa. I don't know who you are, um, but... Just, I'm going to give you a personal shout out if you hear this. Um, Good for you for having electricity. <laughs> American Samoa. <laughs> but yeah, man, anything else you want to say? No, I mean, I could keep ranting, but I think uh, they've had enough. So. <laughs> uh, I mean, we can do that off here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, man, uh, it's been good. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Course, I had man. a wonderful time. It's been lovely. Thank you. I had a boner, bonerific <laughs> man. I'm gonna be sad. I'm just gonna try to um, insert Bill Boner into every new every new episode. I'm just gonna start saying boner more often. <laughs> in my day, daily life. <laughs> so man, it's been good. Uh, audience, love you. Thanks for listening. Have a great day um, or night or whatever you're doing. You know, just have a good time. Don't um, assault anyone. Um, don't. You know, if you have a library book uh, out right now, make sure to return it on time. If you have a wife, it's probably not a good idea to have a girlfriend, especially that's, that's great advice. if you're going to be on national TV. Yeah, don't sing Rocky Top just ever. Um, For your Tennessee listeners. <laughs> and uh, what else? What else did we learn today? Um, there's a lot of actual uh, lessons to be learned here. If you do plan on running for any sort of office, make sure that you aren't actively threatening your neighborhood. Or an entitled <laughs> exactly. run, run for office just to do a term or two to truly serve the people and then get lost. Uh, that's That would be nice. I mean, it's a lot easier to act like a freaking 12-year-old than get a real job so they work six months every like six years so that's true that's a good point and they get somebody else to do all the heavy lifting for them yeah that's true anyways on that note we're gonna call it an episode love you everybody